and we are live crunch time with caitlin i'm here with Derek sparks sparky we're talking some ufc 260 stipe miocic versus francis and Ghani too Derek, how's it going there bud not too terrible caitlin how are you i'm doing good dude it's yeah. always great to have you on talk yeah. some ufc i mean shit it was almost like a it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Since I think it was, uh, let me think. I think it was Francis, oh, not Francis, uh, Stipe DC 3 back in, was August. it August? Yeah. August I think that was the last time. I, I think that was the last. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're on your honeymoon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was the last time we talked UFC. And it's crazy. The first, I don't know, I don't like the first 10 episodes. I, I Maybe five, four or five were UFC because that was the only sport going on at that time. Yep. So it's always good to talk some UFC with you there, Derek, because you know what you're talking about. Yeah, debatable. I don't don't think it's debatable, (laughs) dude. I don't think it's debatable. But UFC 260. This card is losing fights. It seems each day they're losing fights. Um, So outside of Stipe Francis, is there any fight you want to just talk about briefly? And I'll let you have the floor for three, four, five minutes just to talk about those two, because just to talk about whatever fight you want to talk about. Yeah, so just two other fights real quick we'll touch on. We'll try to keep it brief. Um, Because my my overall summary of this card is this card fucking sucks. Like, it's not a good card. (laughs) Um, it wasn't a great card before all the fights fell out, and now it's just even worse. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about um, three fights here, um, including the main event, of course. Um, we'll, the first fight we'll talk about um, is Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida in the Bantamweight division. Um, O'Malley's 12-1, and coming off his first career loss. Um, he was uh, TKO'd by Marlon Chito Vera. Um, and Thomas Almeida is 22-4. and um, Almeida's a three-fight losing streak. Um, Hasn't been real active. He's been banged up a lot the past couple of years. Um, he started his career 21-0, and 0, and his first loss was to none other than Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> Garbrandt knocked him out. Um, Almeida, I like him a lot. He, he was, well, I, I did. He was, the, he was like the original hype train guy, and now like that's O'Malley, so it's kind of weird that they're fighting each other. Um, O'Malley, of course, he has all the hype. I, he's, kind of a, he's kind of a tool. <laughs> I kind of hope uh, Almeida just cap kicks the the shit out of him and does kind of what Chito Vera did to him. Um, but Almeida's, I mean, he's only 29, but he's kind of washed because <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's taking a lot of damage, a little chinny. Um, O'Malley's still young, of course, coming off his first loss that he still won't accept. He keeps saying he's undefeated, which I don't know what he's talking about, but um, I'm, I'm going to, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm going to go Almeida with the understanding that he's probably going to get knocked out because he's so chinny, <laughs> but he's he's a good striker. He 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 can beat O'Malley, but also O'Malley can can beat him. I, I'm going to pick Almeida here, but uh, this I won't be shocked if he gets. Uh, well, since we were talking about betting earlier, O'Malley is a is a minus three twenty favorite. So do uh, take uh, take that with what you will. And uh, Almeida is plus two sixty underdog, and that's according to five times. So. You know, O'Malley obviously the favorite, but I think it's a little off. He hasn't, I mean, he hasn't really beaten anybody. He hasn't, you know, he beat a washed Eddie Wineman. Congratulations. Um, so I'm going to go Almeida here. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is in the welterweight division. Uh, former champion Tywin Woodley, ranked number seven, uh, 19, 6, and 1. Um, 
three fight losing streak. Oh, sorry. Woodley's fighting. <laughs> I didn't even tell you he's fighting. He's fighting number ten, Vicente Luque, who's nineteen seven and one. Um, Woodley, former champion, coming uh, three fight losing streak. Now those three fights, which is three of the best guys in the division. Current champion Kamar Usman, uh, Gilbert Burns, and um, former interim champion Colby Covington. So he's losing to the best of the best. But he, none of those fights were remotely competitive, and I, I, I just don't see how he beats Luke. I mean, he's younger. Um, Luke is violent. I mean, that guy is never in a boring fight. Um, Luke has won two straight. He's won eight of his last nine, and 12 of his last 14. Those two losses were to current ranked number three, Leon Edwards, and the current number five and former title challenger, Stephen Thompson. So he only loses to the top guys. I don't think Woodley is that anymore. Um, we could see, you know, Woodley bring out his uh, his college wrestling from Missouri. We could see him bring that out, but he hasn't done that in so long. I, it's hard to imagine he's going to do it now. Um, I'm going to go Luke here. Um, I, I just think Woodley's past it, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to go Luke here, and then now we can talk, uh, talk to big boys. Well, even talking about going back to O'Malley, so didn't he get hurt in the loss? Yeah. Fight. Well, he got he got hurt because like the guy kicked his leg. He kicked, right. He, he used that calf kick and right. it disabled his leg, and then you know he got uh, pounded out. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't lose." I'm like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Well, I got injured. Okay, you still lost. I got it. <laughs> like, is he but, playing the old like, chael? Got- is he playing the old chael sunning? For four minutes and or for yeah. four rounds, he was winning. Yeah, yeah. So he won. won. So he won the majority of the rounds. Yeah, there's a there's a misapplication of the rules. I thought that if I just submitted, that was the end of the round, not the fight. I, mean, like, I didn't know that was it. He thought it was an Iron Man match. Yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, like, like O'Malley is like the hot, trending guy. But right. I, don't, I don't know. I just he's, he's he's kind of a douche, and I like I don't know. He's good, but I, I just we'll see. I haven't I haven't quite seen enough from him yet. Um, but yeah, we'll see about it. we'll see about him. But, and and then talking about Woodley, you know, kind of talk about the two guys who are coming off yeah. of L's. Yeah. I mean, he from what I read, you know, it, it seems like he hasn't won a round in multiple fights. No, I mean, all, he, no, I mean, he, he lost every round to Kamar Usman. He lost every round to Gilbert Burns, and he lost every round to Colby Covington until. Um, Colby technically finished him, but it was a rib injury. I mean, he took Tyron down and Tyron broke a rib or whatever happened, or maybe Tyron or Colby was punching him. Anyway, it was it was pure domination by Colby up until that point anyway. Like, he, he just has not, like, of all those those three fights, the best he looked was against Burns because, like, he actually threw some punches. He, he just doesn't throw punches anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, dude, like, if you don't throw punches and you're not going to wrestle, how are you going to win fights? Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't understand <laughs> You know, he just he just doesn't throw anymore. And Luke throws a lot, and he throws with power, and he throws. No, I don't know that he's going to get Woodley out of there because Woodley's still tough as shit. Like he, he can still take damage, but like I, he just doesn't throw punches. And so it's like now all he needs is one. He hits like a truck. All he needs is one. But Luke is a minus two fifty five favorite, and Woodley's plus two fifteen underdog. So it's crazy how far uh, someone like Woodley has. Falling, you know what I mean? I mean, former yeah. champion. And has just been completely demolished in his last three fights. Not even competitive. I mean, it, it, just, it just seems like yesterday uh, Uncle Joey was talking about Connor versus, you know, the black dude <laughs> the at black 170. Dude at 170 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Rogan. 
I mean, that was, I mean, that was the same time. I mean, they were talking Francis and Ganu and and Steve, because you know, yeah. and Steve and Brack Lesnar. I mean, that was yes. only like that was only like four years ago. I know, I know. Which is crazy to even think about. I would have loved to see Steve just beat that pants on a rock. That would have. I mean, I think everybody, I think everybody would have loved to see that instead that of instead of maybe taking an L against DC. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Kind of transitioning to the main event, Steve Francis. The second time they're fighting. Yep. Um, do you expect anything different than you know from the first fight? I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. Okay. I, I, I think, I think Francis is going to be a little more patient. I think. I, I don't think because he was kind of swinging like a wild man that first time. I, I, I think he's and he's with the, he's got some different coaches now. He's at Extreme Couture in Vegas with Eric, uh, Coach Eric Nixick and, and that group, and that's a really good team. Um, they've got some really good guys there. He's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to really say how much he's improved because I well, I, I mentioned this to you uh, off uh, off air. So Francis has four straight wins by knockout. Guess the the total time of those four fights. So like I told you, I looking up the fights, I briefly saw it, but I didn't do the math, but it looks like around like two minutes and twenty some seconds. Those four fights lasted a combined two minutes and forty two seconds. That's fucking crazy. And that's yeah. against, I mean, those are against, okay, Curtis Blades, a very yep. good wrestler. Knocked out Curtis Blades in 45 seconds. In 45 seconds. Kane Velasquez, one of the best heavyweights of all time. One of time. the all-time greats, 26 seconds. JDS, a little over the hill, and we'll talk yep. about him later yep, on. a little bit later, yep. But and then Rosenstruck. A, a minute 11 for JDS. And then Rosenstruck. 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know what you really learned in all that, other than, oh, yeah, he still hits hard. You know, <laughs> like, he can, he can still knock out anybody in the world. Like, and I, and <clears throat> the thing with, yeah, I, well, like, like I said off air, this isn't all that difficult to break down. If Steve can get a hold of him and get him down, he's got a really good chance to win. If he doesn't, I think he's, I think he's going to see. I, like, like Steve has got good hands in his own right. Like, he's, he's, a good boxer in his own right, but he just and he gets hard, right? He's a heavyweight, but like Francis, it's just another level. It's just hard for me to imagine being in a cage with that guy for ten rounds and not getting knocked out. Like that, that it's just, I just don't, I don't know. It's just hard to imagine. <laughs> like, Do you think the smaller cage at the apex plays any factor into, you know, does does it give an advantage to Stipe? Does it give an advantage to Francis? Like. Do you think that plays any factor into um, this it, could, it could. So the smaller cage generally lead, uh, leads to more action, and, but you've got two guys who bring it anyway. Right. So I don't know that it's it's gonna if when Stipe is trying to wrestle, it, it's gonna could make it a little bit, bit more difficult for Francis because he won't have as much room to work with. So he's not gonna have as much you know as much room to sprawl and defend takedowns. Um, I. I don't know that it's going to make a huge difference, but I mean, I could see it maybe giving Stipe a little bit of an advantage, um, having a, just not giving Francis as much room to work with. Um, but I don't think it'll make a significant difference, in my opinion. Stipe, if Stipe takes an L, would it, does this tarnish anything for him? No, no, uh, I don't think it tarnishes anything. I, I just, I don't know what he, what he does after this. Like, what, what do you have left to prove? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you're 38, you know. I think going on 39, you know, he'll be 39 in August, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to be um, 
this is a different discussion for a different day. But he's going to go down as the greatest heavyweight in the UFC. I, I, I don't like. I, yeah, what do you have left to prove? I just now if if he wins, and I, I forget who I heard this heard say this, um, but they said you know if, if Francis loses or I'm sorry, Stipe loses, he probably retires. If he wins, he's going to get John Jones, and then he probably retires after that. Like so, but but that's that's also the speculation. Like, right, right, said right. Anything. But yeah. If if he loses, I you know what, what do you got left to prove? What, what are you gonna do? Fight, fight Curtis Blades like for what? You know like fight yeah. Derek Lewis like why? Like, yeah, like, like yeah. Why, yeah, then yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Francis is the you have the odds right? He's yes. he's the favorite. Yep, Francis is a, is a uh, minus one thirty favorite. Um, not 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 huge. Um, and Stipe is a small plus one ten underdog. So. Not, not, not be a massive. He's not a massive underdog or anything. But again, everyone thinks it's so disrespectful because he's a champion and he already beat the guy once. But and you know. But when you have cinder blocks for hands, I mean. Right. I mean that's that's the great equalizer, right? And we saw. I mean, we, we saw with Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades. I mean, Cur- I, Curtis Blades wins that fight probably eight or nine times out of ten. But Derek Lewis also hits like a truck. And hey, you know what? You're gonna shoot takedowns. I'm gonna throw uppercuts. And right. he caught him and right. slept him. So. Which is something that I think if you're a Stipe fan or, you know, his camp, I'm, I'm sure that's what they're oh, worried yeah. about. If, if that's yep. the, the similar game plan that they're going to have for, for Francis. Yep. It's, it, it's, it's going to be a really, really fun fight for however long it lasts. Um, like I said, I mean, and you see, obviously you've seen both, right? They both deliver every time, except for <laughs> Francis except for the and, Der- yeah, and Derek Francis Lewis. Francis and Derek Lewis, which I, that's the one I'm like, man, I was so wrong. Because I, I told everybody on Twitter, dude, watch this fight. It's going to be bonkers. Like, somebody is going to sleep. And the only people that went to sleep are the fans because it was so, they just stared at each other for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I don't God. know if you, if you got the, a chance to check out um, Derek Lewis on Rogan. Um, I haven't yet. Nope. And, and even Francis was on Rogan, too. But they were talking, I think it was Joe was talking to Derek Lewis about that fight specifically. And Derek was just like, he even goes, I didn't win that fight. Like, nobody won that fight. He no. goes, he goes, I hurt my back that night or that morning. Like, I, could, like I couldn't even get out of bed, you know what I mean? And like, had Francis known that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it probably was, went for it. Yeah, and I mean, it was Derek Lewis being physically hurt and Francis just being mentally just not there. Yes. Yep, he was totally mentally um, just gone. I mean, he was yeah, just gone. Just mentally gone from that Stipe fight. He he had never been beat like that, and he was like, "What? What?" Like, and, and I, well, and two again. This this is the, you know, the UFC was pumping him up. I mean, he, I I think he got that fight a little too soon. I don't think he was quite ready, but the UFC wanted to push him, and they were like, "Well, you get Stipe out of here." And well, Stipe proved him wrong. You know, I mean, he, he beat him pretty decisively, and and even even like it was a pretty lopsided decision, right? But even in that. Francis heard him like several times, but like just, but every time like Stipe was like stumble into a takedown, <laughs> you know, and it was like, so I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think it goes a little different this time. We'll see. Um, you're, everyone's going to hate me, but I'm, I'm going to go Francis here. I think we have a new heavyweight champion. And, and kind of, just kind of going back to, you know, Derek Lewis or not, uh, Derek yeah. Lewis, uh, Francis being, I don't know, thrown into the, uh, into the fire, basically, a little too soon. I mean, looking at who else was left to fucking to fight Stipe at that time. Yeah. I mean, there was no, well, there, there really wasn't no. a question of, of um, 
of DC coming up to heavyweight at that at that moment. No. I mean, he was still light heavyweight champion, or and him yeah. and John Jones were still was, kind yeah. of, you know, going back and forth. Um, it was. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Stipe fought in May of 2017, and that fight was in Jan- uh, January of 2018. Yep. So, I mean, he was due for a fight anyway. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right. And just, and just, Francis just, comes off of you know. I mean, you know what's fine. It's fine. I mean, the the crazy knockout of your boy Alistair Overeem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it just it it just it's just one of those things where. Well, and like I don't know if like maybe if it, if it wasn't such a like spectacular highlight reel, like if it, maybe he doesn't, maybe they go, oh, well, maybe he needs one more, you know, like maybe if, if that goes two and a half rounds, that's like a competitive fight, like or not, well, not I mean, if it, if it goes a little longer and maybe he over and gets a chance to wrestle him a little bit better, but I, you know. But, to kind of yeah. show some flaws in his game. Yeah, the kind of and like he tried early, like he tried to clinch. Overeem did, and they kind yeah, of clinched for like yeah, they they clinched for like twenty, thirty seconds, and then like nothing really happened, and then yeah, boom, he got sent to the moon. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean that happens. was such a weird fight because I mean, instead of just going back to the clinch, he tried to go pound for pound with with Francis and Ganu, just well, like, swing yeah, for I, swing. It just well, like, it didn't I, really make any sense to me. No, I, I think what I think he thought he could get him down, and then once he didn't, he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like I think he knew like if this guy lands on me, it's over. And sure enough, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I don't. I still don't know what his game plan was for that. I still like. I think again, I think he was trying to get him down, but obviously it didn't work. And then after that, he just said, oh, "Fuck it," and paid the price. <laughs> now, just to be devil's advocate for Stipe. Yeah. This isn't the a hometown thing. This is just sure. just being devil's advocate. In the you said two minutes and forty seconds of Francis fighting these last four fights. I mean, what what have we even learned about him to like you know to be able to potentially uh, defend a takedown or you know so well, so we don't see something like what we saw the last time they fought a few yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we really haven't seen anything other than I mean. Cain Velasquez did try to take him down, and that's when Francis knocked him out. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I mean, really, we really haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, he's just been smoking everybody, and so I don't know. Yeah, we really haven't learned a whole lot. And there's one more thing I, I want to mention about this fight. Mm-hmm. So, DC had had I think he had a pretty good point. He was talking about this is a while ago, but he was talking about how you know after Stipe fought Francis the first time, he jumped right back in with DC. And DC clipped him with that shoulder to right hand and put him out. He said, so that was like six months in between he fought DC the first time, six months after he fought Francis. Right. Well, after the, in between the DC fights, he took a year off in between. And DC was like, I hit him with way bigger shots and they didn't phase him. He took time off and let himself recover and, you know, was fully healthy and ready to go. He's jumping back in after that DC fight, seven months. I, I it so, could be, so it's the it same time frame time frame yeah it's like the same time frame as when dc knocked him out after so he's like fighting francis six seven months after he fought because he fought in august right so it's yeah like, yeah yeah oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. S- s- seven months and i and, and, you know that was a, a grueling fight i don't you know i hope he's recovered hope he's healthy but it kind of and it could be bullshit but i was like oh that kind of kind of makes sense like he you know didn't take as much time or took took more time off and had better performances i you know could be wrong but i thought 
thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting point. I was like, oh, hey, maybe he's right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it makes sense, but then again, you know, Steve A D C one to two. I mean, that second fight, Steve A did not look good until nope. that four, until that end yep. of that third round. Started working the body, and next yeah. thing you know, old DC was in trouble. Yeah, and and, it, yeah. and you know, and that and then that was also DC having a year off too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. so, he had a year off and a year to get older and fatter and <laughs> eat more Popeyes. Not hate Popeyes, <laughs> love Popeyes chicken. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is gonna this is gonna be a great fight. Um, and I mean, I you know, I like Stipe. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a hater, but I just think, I just think it's Francis's time. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's. Hey, look, you're here because you watch all these fights. You know the UFC. You know MMA very in depth. You you follow people. You you watch you know podcasts. You listen to podcasts. Like you like you're pretty well known. Like you know what you're talking about when it comes to the UFC. So I mean that's you know that's that's why I had you on there, Sparky. Should we talk regional Russian heavyweights? No, I'm kidding. Please don't. <laughs> Please okay. don't. I'm already like kind of a little out of my comfort zone, a little no, bit. But I mean, it's it's steep day, so we gotta talk about it. You of know course, what I mean? we gotta talk about steelpick. Yeah. Or if it was a, if it's a giant fight, like we gotta talk sure. about it. You know what I mean? Well, of course, absolutely. So, um, um, since we're on since we're on heavyweights here, I just yes? kind of want I kind of I kind of want to give a little old, uh, pour one out, however you want to phrase it, pour one out for the homies, or give a tip of the old cap to. Uh, Two heavyweight legends, uh, Junior Dos Santos and Alistair Overeem. Uh, Your boy Alistair. My boy Alistair. Uh, him and him and Junior both got cut uh, three weeks to the day. Actually, they both got cut March third <laughs> um, from the UFC. Um, two of the all-time greats at heavyweight. Obviously, JDS, former champion. Um, him and Stipe had two two really good fights. Well, actually, the second one, Stipe kind of pulled on it, but um, the first fight was a really good fight. Um, yeah, and of course Overeem, you know, like he's won every belt in the world except the UFC title. Um, but, you gonna put an asterisk? Oh, 100 percent. Stipe tapped. Alistair felt it. Don't debate your uncle. I don't care. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, but no, yeah, not, I mean, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not kidding, but that's okay. No, that's fine. No, no. But uh, you know, just want to you know give, kind of give a shout out to the two two heavyweight legends, and uh, you know, I don't you know I don't know what's next for either one of them. I I, I hope it's retirement for both of them. <laughs> um, because JDS has not looked good in a long time, and his last four fights, he got absolutely smoked. And now, granted, he was fighting the top of the division, but he was getting blasted by everybody. So, but he sounds like he still wants to keep going. So, I mean, you know, shoot. I mean, if Bellator comes and offers him, you know, a boatload of money, he's not going to turn him down, so, or whoever. And Reem hasn't really said a whole lot uh, about his future, other than, like, hey, thanks. UFC it was fun. I, I, he hasn't really said a whole lot. So I know um, I saw a bare knuckle fighting championships had like contacted both of them. And for the love of God, like please don't. Like <laughs> I mean, like maybe JDS because like he's a you know more of a boxer. But like if Reem's gonna do anything, like go to Glory, do a couple kickboxing, you know, high profile, big money kickboxing fights, which is you know like that's like your base, and then retire. But like I just gotta hope they ride off in the sunset. But just want to give a shout out to two of you know those two guys, um, two of my favorites, and you know especially Overeem, uh, but JDS, just like one of the nicest guys in the sport. Like, just like Stipe, like never says a bad word about anybody, and you know always is always respectful and nice. And so, just want to give a shout out to those two guys and just wish them 
wish them well and whatever's next and hopefully hopefully they hang it up but if, if they continue to you know fight i'm a sucker and a degenerate and i'll watch and <laughs> but, but yeah i just want to give a shout out to those two guys for the for the, all the great fights over the years and just uh just wanted to yeah just kind of give them a shout out so well that was awfully nice Sparky. Well, especially for your boy especially for your boy alistair man yeah That's, i know. mean overall i mean that kind of sucks that you know he he won everywhere except the ufc yeah it's not like won, i mean he had and we had he had opportunities right yeah well, well one you know yeah, yeah. and then well, and had he beaten francis that would have been three in a row and i think he was next in line you know i mean i think he would have you know but obviously he didn't so in this Just last what it could have should have type thing yeah in this like last run like he was fighting like some young up-and-comers mixed in with some kind of middle-of-the-road veterans and he did pretty well and then that Volkov fight he just did not look good at all and I was like yeah this is this is a wrap I, I just like from the very like halfway to the first round I was like oh this isn't gonna go well <laughs> I could just tell like yeah he does not look good so when you're 40 going on 41 you know follow time catches up to, to everybody except Tom Brady apparently but <laughs> yeah I mean for real um I mean especially if you're fighting dude I mean you're well, said, when you've, you're when 40 you've you've yeah. taken all the hits that he has i mean yes. it's not like he has this great chin anyway no and you throw in kickboxing and all of his fights and he i think what did he say he got like 96 fights or 90 some that's fights. crazy that's like, crazy he's got like a, i think i because he's only got like 60 some mma fights and like 14 kickboxing mm-hmm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb and say there was like a bunch of like you know, unsanctioned yeah, stuff non-sanctioned. in the Netherlands that he was, yeah. yeah, that he was fighting, and they and he, and he counts that as fights, which I mean, they are fights, you know, but they're just not on his record. But yeah, hey, they they count where it matters when you're getting hit in the head or or you're getting <laughs> you know kicked in the leg or the stomach or wherever. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they do. Do you have yeah, a yeah. favorite? Do you have a favorite Alistair Overeem moment? Oh, I mean, I mean, when he made Stipe tap, I mean, that was fantastic. It was a great moment. I mean, no, yeah, no, no it, was, it wasn't it, okay. It, I mean, it it it, it was a moment, you know. <laughs> he had um, he had he had the uh the what it was a guillotine, right? He had it, and then yeah, and the then, he felt, then he felt he felt it, it. and then he kind of <laughs> slipped out, and then Stipe kind of you know kind of waddled over to him, and he kind of hit him a couple times, and then he fell, and then he then he hit him a few more times, and then his his, his head started bouncing on the mat, and then it and then it just died on the mat. He had, him right where, he had him right where, where he wanted him. Terrible yeah. stoppage. Terrible yeah. stoppage. The, uh, I, I, um, I mean, the easy one is, is Brock Lesnar, right? Like, that's the easy one. Like, it was his first fight, and he just destroyed Brock, and it was fantastic. I guess I guess I'll go with that one. Um, but, like, he's, he, if, he, if he ever get a chance, he, some of his kickboxing fights and his pride fights back in the day, I mean, he was it was, it was, it was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I'll go with Brock. Um, and then number two, I guess, would be um, I'll go kickboxing. He didn't beat Badahari. Badahari. I go. Let me say, nobody who's listening to this probably knows who he is. There are very few people know who Badahari is. <laughs> Badahari was one of the best heavyweight kickboxers for uh, for a while. And Reem went went in, dipped his toe into kickboxing, and knocked out Badahari. And then they fought again, and Badahari knocked him out. So they're one on one. But but yeah, I, I guess I'll go Brock and, and Badahari. Is there? Do you have like? Is there a heartbreaking moment? Was it was it his last fight? When you're just like, no, it's it's over. Yeah, that 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 one, and you know, and of course, a Stipe fight because it was like, right, right, right. It was like, damn, like it was that close, man. It was that close, and he just he just couldn't do it. And then that Volkov fight, I was like, 
saying like I knew who Anthony or I knew who Anthony Walker was, but sure. like to the extent of man, this guy is the heart and soul of yeah. the Indianapolis and Colts. Who like, are coming a really from good Darius team. Leonard is like, yeah, that's what oh. I mean. Yeah, and he's like, like he's the up and coming linebacker <laughs> in the league. Yeah, I mean Leonard's a beast. And for him to be that like positive and um, about Walker was was kind of good to see because I mean I'm gonna be honest like I've heard of I've heard of Walker but like I didn't you know I didn't know a ton about him so I was like ah, well he came from the Colts you know we went after him so obviously you know they they like him and then to see Leonard come out and just sing his praises like that I was like oh well, I feel I feel better about this now I like, okay <laughs> um and then who Tack McKinley yeah they got Tack uh, McKinley uh, who else? uh Malik Jackson, defensive Malik Jackson, yep. I, I, you know, obviously, I like both those signings too. I mean, I, I, I mean, of course, I'm a homer, right? But, but I, I mean, I don't think they made any bad moves. I mean, I really, I mean, I guess some people might argue that bringing Cody Parker back, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at this point, he's a kicker. But you know what I mean? He's a kicker. You know, I mean, he's on the team for now, like for right. now. Correct. For now. Correct. I mean, kickers are always. It's always a liquid Fraction. situation. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. always very fluid. When yeah. it comes to you know the kickers and their, I mean, if you're if you're not Justin Tucker or Matt Prater, or I mean, outside yeah. of those handful of guys, come on, your your job being safe. Koskowski back in the day. Yeah, but I mean, even him. I mean, Jesus, I mean, he was, was awful lost, last year. Like, he, he was awful, but yeah. like I mean, but like up until like you know when he was at the Patriots, he was I mean, he was money. You could miss. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, which but yeah, is, no, I mean, I, I think they made it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, I just like, you know, they, it's literally hit or miss with kickers. I mean, it's kind of like bullpens yeah, in baseball it where it's like, you yep. never know, unless you have a really, really good one, you have yeah. no idea what you're going to have year in and year out. You're not, yeah, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think they made it, um, they made a lot of good moves. Uh, you know, again, the secondary got a, got a big boost. I don't think they're done either. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Clowney, but you know, I mean, I'm sure I, I'm sure they're going to keep making you know, some depth signings and stuff, and and, and other and other moves like that. Um, shoot, I saw something today. There's still there's still some pretty good corners left. Like yeah. there's still, you know, and maybe they get one of those guys. You know, I, I don't know, but maybe they get another one. You know, we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, like guys like you know Richard Sherman are still out there. AJ Bouye, and he's only thirty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Steelers just released Steven Nelson. I, I mean, if, what he's going to get. I mean, if Andrew, Barry, if Andrew Barry hasn't already called him, then what the hell is he doing? Yeah, but I mean, like, you got you to gotta think that, come on, Andrew Barry, you got to think that he already, he already uh, slid oh, yeah. in the DMs or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or whatever he, he, he did. He slid in the DMs the week before they released him. He was like, hey. I'm sure they did. He's like, hey, if you get released, dog. <laughs> you want one. Yeah. You want to you wanna go stick but, uh, to the Steelers twice a year? Like, you call me. Oh, you know what I mean? 100%. We'll make something 100%. work. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just crazy the, the type of guys they've gotten on mm-hmm. very team-friendly deals. I mean, to bring yep. back Rashard Higgins on a one-year yep. deal worth like two, was it two point three eight million dollars? Something like crazy, that. Crazy, yeah. dude. It's that's fucking insane. crazy. Like that's so cheap. It's so cheap. Like I, you know. I mean, I would have thought. Like I, I said it a few times. I thought he was gonna get paid like a decent amount yeah. for a multi-year deal. Yep. I thought somebody might give him, you know, kind of like what you guys were saying, like five, six, seven million. I thought somebody might, you know, just kind of take a take a shot at him. But hey, I'm I'm glad nobody did. We'll gladly take him back, and you know, hopefully he can either well, hopefully he plays his way into an into an extension. 
but I, I mean, we'll see where that goes. But so Baker Mayfield, they're Sparky. Yeah. If you're the Browns, do you sign him right now? Do you sign him to an extension? Just get it over with, or do you wait until you let next year play I mean, out? Then maybe you got to give him more money, but you know there's more cap next year, allegedly. Hopefully, there's more money to go around, but you're gonna have to pay him a little more if he plays really well. So what would you do? Obviously, they're gonna give him the fifth year option. I mean, that's just a given. Sure, I would almost. I don't know. I'd probably just if if I could, I'd try to get it done now because then it, maybe it turns into like a Tristan Thompson thing where like remember like when they signed him, everybody, oh my god, they overpaid so bad, and like two years later it was like a bargain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so, especially for a starting mean, maybe, center. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for like a starting center, and then like you see like Timothy Ma's gob like getting more money, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Like, didn't he get like 19 million from somebody? Or yeah, something? yeah, he got. I mean, that year the Lakers gave him and yeah. Luol Deng four-year deals worth like 55 million dollars each. Like, what the? Like, what are you Same. doing, dog? Yeah, and like everybody was like bitching about Tristan's contract, and it's like. Uh, do you see those? <laughs> like, like I think they got a they got a bargain here. But yeah, and, and so so like maybe it turns into that. We're like, oh hey, like let's sign him now, and then in a year or two, like that, we're gonna it's gonna look cheap, you know. But I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But if they can get something done now that's you know team friendly, but also like pays him and makes him happy, then do it. But if you can't, you know, see what happens. And cause, like part of me just kind of wants to wants him to do it just so you don't have to worry about it. You know, and, then, and that way we're not talking about it. And every time he has a bad game, oh well, they shouldn't pay him. They shouldn't pay him. You know, and it's like just get it done. And you know, I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, I I think he's your guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean quarterbacks. As long as Stefanski's around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, quarterbacks just don't grow on trees. Obviously, we knew that. It took fucking twenty, <laughs> took, close to twenty years. Lifetimes. <laughs> yeah, just to find. Uh, one that's just a consistent fucking player, yeah. Game in and game out. And yeah. I think I think you saw enough of a sample size in the what ten games last year after the Cincinnati game, or you know the Cincinnati game on. That's about what ten, eleven, twelve games. Something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, so. you, I think nineteen was is just a wash. Yeah. I feel like wash. the first. I don't know what, six games or whatever, that was just, hey, him learning the offense, you're going to have some bad mistakes, but overall, it's gonna happen, you know, right? it, it's going to happen. And then, like, you know, even his rookie year, I mean, in an extremely dis- dysfunctional organization coming off of 1-31, and 31, mm-hmm. I mean, he still played really well. Yeah. I mean, th- that, that fucking team once the, the went... Record, yeah, yeah. I mean, he went... Harvard, yeah, but I mean, that team went 7-8-1. and one. Now think about that. Yeah, crazy. That's with with and with everything that went on and like and all of the stuff that we know now, like behind the scenes, it's like, how did they win seven games? Yeah, or even like, in like, twenty nineteen, how did they win nine? How they win six or six games in nineteen? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like we actually have a head coach uh, and a GM that knows what they're doing. Yeah, like they should. Yeah, like they should have won three games last year or, or like twenty nineteen. Like I don't know how they won six. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was just based on talent alone, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Talent carried them to six wins. Like, it's incredible. So, Derek, I like to play this game. Yes. It's called Sign, Tag, and Yeet. Yep. You understand what Yeet means, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Not not everybody understands. When I tweeted it out, like, I 
Like I'm I'm hip to the kids lingo. All right, some, I just, well, some, sometimes. Well, you know you know what heat means, and that's all that really matters. Yes, I know what heat means. <laughs> Last episode, I asked Abby, sign, tag, yeet, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb, Wyatt Teller. What say you, there, Sparky? What would you do if you're the Browns? Well, the salary cap's fake, so I'd sign all of them. All right. Good answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> all no, right. No. Sounds no, no. good. Nope. I'll play the game. I'll play along. So. I mean, uh, but you're not wrong, though. Like. Right. Just sign them all. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It, nope. The Saints are in salary hell every year, and then they're not. And, and, then they're sign- like, and they're still signing guys. Like, like, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, if we sign Marshawn Lattimore to a five-year extension worth, like, $18 million per year, somehow we're going to save $7 million each year on, a sal- on our salary cap. And it's just like, how do you do that? Exactly. We're going to give Taysom Hill a fake contract. Are we – Okay. That is literally a fake contract. It's fake. It's a fake contract. <laughs> it's literally a fake contract. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but I'll pl- I'll play along here. So I will do. So sign, because so I do. The, yeah. So I I uh, I listen. I did listen to your episode with Abby. Great episode, by the way. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, gosh, so I, I think I'm just kind of kind of going to kind of go with what you said and just, you know, sign Ward, tag Chubb, and God, man, what Tyler's so good, though. <laughs> he really is. So he really good. is. <laughs> like, I hate to get rid of him, but I think, you, you know, you can find a guy at right guard. Good. That's tough. That, that's a tough one because they're all good. And they're all very vital. Well, pretty, yeah, they're all very vital to the team's success, I think. But the one that you could probably do without is Dalton. Okay, like, here, let me let me add one more. You can sign two of these guys, tag one, and you yeet another. Same three players. Okay. And Joel Batonio. Oh, no. Why are you doing this? Because it's fun, and I like chaos, dude. Oh, my God. Okay, so what is it? Have you, have you signed two. Yeah, you could sign two. You could sign two of them. You could tag one. You could franchise tag one. And then you can yeet another guy. I still think Teller's getting yeeted. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, that's fair. But Tonio's been here, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He's a stud. Yeah, I mean, he's still, yeah, I mean, he's still only... And he's still fairly young, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's 30. 20... Yeah, he's not 30 yet. I think he's, yeah, like, 28, 29, which is and crazy to even think about. How old is Teller? I think he's, like, 25, 26, 25. I mean, he's he's potentially your right guard for the next... For a long time. Yeah, 100%. But he, at the same is, time... And, and my whole thing is... He's 26. Of, okay, so Teller. 26. My whole thing is when you eat anybody, that that doesn't mean necessarily cut. That means you could trade them. You can oh sure. You can do whatever you want. I'm not saying Antonio's 29. Yeah, I'm not saying cut anybody or you know, like I'm not saying anything like that. Oh okay. Well then, because you're gonna, because you're probably going to, if you whoever you eat, say you let somebody walk, right? Like say you let Teller walk, you're still gonna get like a third round pick. For compensation, anyway, the sure, next sure, off season. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, if you're just gonna get rid of it, I, I would just trade him. Right, right. I mean, ideally, yeah. right. But yeah, but, yeah. Ideally, you would just trade him, and I feel like you could probably get a, you know, decent, some decent picks for him. I mean, you know, you're not gonna get a one or anything like that, obviously. But I think, I think, I think the good thing though is, with, I think, let me think. 
Joel Batonio, his contract is up at the end of next year or the year after. So he'll be like 30, 31 years old. It's like $10 million-ish. So it's not like super crazy, but I mean, it's it's a decent amount. Um, Denzel Ward having the fifth-year option, that kind of – it plays a little bit into a little bit because you could let him play out his fifth-year option and still tag Nick Chubb if you want or tag Wyatt Teller if you want. Do you – Give Chubb or I'm not sorry, Ward the fifth year option like before. Like I, I think you have to right like before. You oh sign yeah, him. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. He, he's just he's he's really good, but like stop getting hurt, man. Like yeah. like it's it's just so like unfortunate, but like yeah, I mean, and that fifth year option, he's still gonna get you know paid a lot. Um, trying to think. Oh yeah. So that so <laughs> we didn't have a first round pick that year because that was part of the Odell Beckham trade. Um, so we don't have to worry yeah. about a fifth-year option on that. And then outside of, I mean, greedy, you're not going to tag. Um, no. You're not going to tag Taki Taki or you know Fifty One no. or anybody like that. So, <laughs> I mean, in reality, if you think about it, I mean, you could literally let Denzel play out his contract, and you could even tag Denzel, you know, the the year after his fifth-year yeah. option. And you yeah. want because there's nobody else you would you would use a franchise tag, you know, for realistically. So I guess yeah. kind of debunking my own game, even though it's just fun to play. Uh, <laughs> you could potentially just sign Nick Chubb or Wyatt Teller, tag the other one, and then the year after tag Denzel Ward. Yeah, well, that's so fun. Yeah. I just screwed up my entire game, but I think it's fun, and I'll keep asking the questions. As you should. It's your show. Goddamn right it is. Goddamn right. <laughs> it's crunch time with Caitlin. Or anybody else? Sparky, two more questions, completely unrelated to what we just talked about. Your March Madness bracket, who do you have in your final four? So, of the teams remaining, I will take uh, Baylor, Gonzaga, Alabama, and Houston. Okay, so two number ones and two twos. Mm-hmm. And if there was a particular number four seed still uh, still around, they would be probably be my final four. But they, but they are not. So. Yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of hate college basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I ranted about it on time of possession. Mm-hmm. Like, people want to see the number one over the presumed number one overall pick in Cade Cunningham. They want to yep. see them play in the later rounds. Yep. Like, I, I mean. You know, but but that's also like the fun of it too. Is like hey, you ne- you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you don't like anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 weren't excited. Well, no, you weren't because you're a Buckeye fan. But like when Oral Roberts, like no, if it wasn't Ohio State, right? Like that's inc- that's just incredible. Like, that's no, awesome. I I don't like it because they're a Jesus school, Derek. I don't like them. I don't need Sister Jean on my timeline anymore. I'm sick of it. All I'll say is we're on the same page there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I'll say. Oh, oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, just, okay, since we're going there, did you see that bracket, or then that bracket, but that um, picture like CBS Sports put out of the Sweet 16? No, I did not. Only one school did not have a basketball player. Guess who it was? Oh, and it was Loyola? Yep. Everybody had a basketball player on, on the thing except for Loyola. And I'm like, you just had the dude from Super Troopers go for 20, 12, and 5, and he doesn't – what? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, what? 
but anyway, you know, yeah, enough of that. <laughs> and then, and then, one more question, kind of sure. along the Oklahoma State yeah. um, college and whatever. Your boy, the running back, Hubbard. Chuba, yeah. Chuba. Chuba. Hubbard. Where do you Where do you think he's going to be drafted? The Canadian Cowboy. Um, you know, I, I'll say I'll say, probably second round, maybe mid second round. Like, I don't know, maybe late first. No, I'll, I'll say second round. Second, third round, probably. Are you afraid he'll end up in Pittsburgh like all your other Oklahoma State friends? I am absolutely terrified of that, yes. Because I think he, he's going to be pretty good. We'll see, because they, they kind of ran him into the ground at Oklahoma State a little bit, but um, which is like, you know, they're usually a passing team. I mean, they were, but they, they ran him a lot too. And, um, yeah, I God, I would love. I, I mean, I, I've told you guys before. I would love hit him and Chubb. Oh, oh, that would be awesome. You understand? Oh, we I, have Cream Hunt too, right? So we don't really need a running back. Yeah, yeah. You never have too many good running backs, right? You, you, you want? Are we, are we gonna, you want Dearness Johnson out there? I mean, are we gonna pull a? Are we gonna pull a, a Green Bay and take a running back in the second round, and we need help on defense? Yep. <laughs> no. We're going to take defense the first round. Take defense the first round. Okay. All right. All right. So defense first round, running back second round, and then Tyler Wallace, wide receiver Tyler Wallace third round. Oh, there you go. And here we go. You want to talk about you want to talk about orange colored glasses? (laughs) He's got the the orange tint too to him. Yeah. No, I I I, I'll say Chuba goes second third round. Okay. Somewhere somewhere in there probably. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to ask you. Yeah, I just I just hope he doesn't go to uh, Baltimore or. Uh, well, he, he probably doesn't go to Baltimore, but I think Pittsburgh could be a legitimate place because I mean, oh. obviously you need a running back, but then they again, need I back. mean, they need a they need, they need a running they need a running back that knows how to run out of the shotgun and and boy does. It's, it's almost like that's what they ran and yeah, it's almost like yeah. that's exactly what they did at Oklahoma. Well, Sparky. It was fun. It was. One more thing. One more thing. I, um, oh, wait, I, I re- there, but wait, there's more. Um, if you, I, I retweeted um, a thread about Francis Ngannou's story. If you haven't read that, like, go check it out. I know, I know you listened to it a little bit on Rogan, but it, it's like absolutely incredible. Like what he went through to get to where he is, and how you know. If you haven't checked it out, I, I retweeted. Go check it out. Well, Sparky, it was fun. As always. As always. Yeah, of course. Want to shout your Twitter and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my Twitter, at uh, SparkyD213. Um, and that, uh, same on Instagram. I will, if you're interested, I will post my UFC 260 picks on both of those platforms. So check it out. Come tell me I'm stupid and I'm wrong. and We'll see what happens. And I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin O-C-L-E. That's Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows, K-M-O-W-S-C-L-E. I have two other podcasts along with this one. Time of Possession and then Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast. Be sure to check those out wherever you listen to your podcasts and all that fun stuff. And I will see you in the next episode.